according to Mike Tomlin, the mistakes that the Steelers made, or at least a good many of the mistakes that the Steelers made against Baltimore were the result of youth. And while that might be true, sorry, man, there's just got to be a little bit more to it. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this to newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. For a few months, I had a show that was just Daily Shot. There was no of anything. And now we've split it up into three separate teams, Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates. Hope if you're a hockey or baseball fan that you'll check out the other two as well. Steelers versus Washington is 5 p.m. Monday at Heinz Field. It is amazing how you can say things like that now in coronavirus times and it sounds normal. Oh, 5 p.m. Monday, 3.40 p.m. Wednesday? Sure, yeah, that's 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 okay. The Steelers will go into the game, of course, 11-0, and the Steelers will go into the game, of course, feeling as if they were 0-11 or something after the way they performed against the Ravens. Maybe, maybe a lesson will have been learned. Maybe some positive will come from the negative. And if you're tired of hearing that, trust me, I'm tired of saying it. I do not accept that the Steelers, in particular the receivers, lack of focus in the 19 to 14 win over Baltimore was the result of gee whiz they're just kids I also don't accept contrary to I think is what I think is widespread public perception that the Steelers performance that day was some sort of aberration. The lack of focus was something that had come without precedent. I've seen it all year, other than one game, other than the Cleveland game. I've seen a lack of maturity, again, not necessarily related to age, with this team Time and time again, I have seen these guys go out and have the greatest half anyone's ever seen in Nashville, followed by the worst half anybody's ever seen. And it wasn't just the children wide receivers. I've seen a team that has not always taken itself seriously over the course of 60 minutes on any given week. They've, you know, they've buckled up and they've gotten the results at the end of the game when it's mattered, and they've had some nice comebacks. They've held some teams off. They've survived some really, really bad opponents. They've taken care of a couple of really, really good opponents. But one more time, they've had one complete, thorough focused performance all season that being the 38 to 7 route of the browns so yeah it 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 rubbed me the wrong way a little bit when 
Tomlin was asked at his press conference yesterday to talk a little further, to expound on the mistakes, the eight drops that his receiving core, including the tight ends, had against the Ravens. Listen to this. No, you know, you know, sometimes when you got a youthful group, man, you see variance in performance. And we we know that we have a youthful group. You don't necessarily accept it. You just acknowledge that it's a potential um, for those of us that have been in the business a number of years. Sometimes it's associated with maturation. And so uh, we'll just keep working. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just too easy. That that's That's too convenient. He might be right, especially when it gets contagious. You know, when you see Deontay Johnson dropping a ball and then right after that Chase Claypool drops a ball, you know, that can be cumulative or spreading, to use a touchy term these days, jitters. That can be a situation where uh, one young guy sees another young guy make a mistake and feels like, oh, I can't make that mistake. So there's a little bit of extra pressure on it. I get that. I just want to see this team double down on taking itself seriously. And what do I mean when I say that? There's an extraordinary opportunity in front of this team. Yes, even without Devin Bush and now Bud Dupree. That is still that is still a defense eminently capable of winning a championship. The offense still has a Hall of Fame quarterback, and several other talented players. They still have what it takes. What they haven't shown is the ability to laser in. I'm not the team's leadership. I'm not Ben. I'm not Cam Hayward. I'm not Marquise Pouncey. I'm not Vince Williams. I can't say here to you, what should be said or what should be done in that locker room to create that, to foster it, to make sure that it's happening consistently. I'm not the head coach to know how to push everybody's buttons in this specific regard. But this is December. This is when you see teams in the NFL, get on a roll, and they carry that roll into the playoffs. We've seen it in Pittsburgh. Super Bowl runs have never gotten started with crappy, lifeless, inconsistent Decembers. It's just not how it works. The NFL may be more than any professional sports league in North America requires you to head into the playoffs with a head of steam. It's been like that for the longest time. If you go back over Tomlin's history, you'll see that he's done pretty well in the final month of a calendar year. He's gotten his teams to be at their best when the games matter the most. Maybe that's why he's, or one reason why he was as upset as he was after the Baltimore game. Well, get it going. Use this Washington game as a launching pad. Use this Washington game as the one that erases Baltimore and sends you off with a much better feeling 
into a pretty decent portion of the schedule. A couple of good challenges there with Buffalo and Indianapolis in there mixed in with Cincinnati and Cleveland. And please spare me anything always that takes the Browns record as if it's meaningful. But there's a couple of good teams that they're going to face after they beat Washington. And they will beat Washington. They should beat Washington. But again, it's not just going to be about the W. Not now. Not now. This isn't cute anymore. Now you have to start doing things to get better as a football team. You have to start making every series, every set of downs, look like it's the same football team. Might not always get the same result, but it's got to have the same input into it. This group can do that. This group has the leadership, has the head coach to do that. It's just got to start now. When we come back, I'll be joined from Tennessee by my friend Ramon Foster. Welcome back. I'm joined from Hendersonville, Tennessee, by my friend Ramon Foster. And, and Ramon, please take us through a fly-on-the-wall perspective of what Mike Tomlin would be like in the locker room or in your, your classroom, positional classroom settings. And I understand it's all virtual now and everything, but what would it be like mm-hmm. after Baltimore, like after all those things he said? <laughs> I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> Walking into that meeting, it's going to be – it's like a dark cloud. I ain't going to lie to you, man. He get the rep of being a, a, a player's coach. Far from that, he's an understanding coach and letting guys be pros. I'm telling you, at 2 o'clock Eastern time in that meeting room, when it starts, it's dark, okay? And then when he has Andy, who's a film guy, hand him the clicker. I'm speaking if we were still in meeting rooms yeah, together, yeah, yeah. not virtual. Normal times. Mm-hmm. Andy hands him the clicker. And when he clicks it up, he'll probably have Baltimore slide or something up there and say what he said. We suck is probably what's on there. <laughs> and if, when you become smart, DK, you like a, a 50 slide, 50 clip meeting is normal. OK, like, oh, OK, we'll, we'll get out of here in like 30 minutes today. He'll go through all his clips today in that meeting or the day they have the meeting. If he's in there with his clicker, the clicker saying like 88 to 89 plays. Because you're basically going to get a whole film session and a tongue lashing the entire time. Like it's, I'm, I'm all I could think about was when I saw him say we sucked and he walked off the field by himself virtually. Uh, Which he did. After the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, y'all think it's cool. Y'all think it's real sweet about what we're trying to do. Like our goal in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, at 3400 South uh, South Water Street, when we play in the Heinz Field in front of our fans and we're on national TV and we don't perform. Okay, we'll fix this. We'll get this going. And you feel it. You know how somebody ain't even got to be by you? And you feel it? Imagine him with his delivery and his words of, like, guys just sitting there. And all you can do, DK, is like, man, I hope I'm not on this big board. And he is. (laughs) He's going to point out plays. He's going to call out 
so-and-so. I think it's uh, Ebron and Tukes on the right side. That Ebron mm-hmm. almost had a holding call on that one. He really got away. I'm looking at the umpire behind him, and the umpire's just looking straight ahead. He's going to call out Ebron on that. He's going to talk about the drops, and he's going to challenge guys. He's, he's, he's going to let you do your thing, but he's going to say, if you're going to do those things, being out in, 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 in public or social media, do your job first. Um, he's mm-hmm. going to call out the O-line. He's going to say, we got to do something. And also, he's going to call out Coach Randy, too. Uh, he's going to give some understanding on why you throw the ball in those situations, which I've wrote about it a few times, too, in the sense of, like, it's, sometimes it's easy to spread your, your skill guys out and throw into the end zone, although he's probably going to refute that by saying today, well, um, get open. Give Ben something to throw at. And he's probably going to challenge Ben and say, Ben, we can't have this. Uh, so this, we, we, this- we can't have – he goes at guys. I don't. That's what I was going to say. That. Is he? He's 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 going at them. But it's, again, we're 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 doing a. This is my real time with this. Yeah. What's that? I said these are my experiences on what that type of game and what he was. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But real time, real normal times, not Corona times. He he can. But he'll also spend time individually with people. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Okay, where he'll yeah, find it, he'll find you, and 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 there's a there's a there's a way to do that though, Moan, isn't there? Without necessarily usurping your assistant coaches, do you know what I mean? Like it's just understood yeah. that all all of the rooms are his rooms, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And the thing is, this he's not undermining coaches because before we have the team meeting, they've had like two or three staff meetings, also. Yeah. So when when they walk into that room, they know very well what's about to happen. They know everything that he's about to say. And he challenges them for everybody from Ben all the way down is going to hear something. Um, He's going to call out the rookie who's got to take Bud's place right now, like, and emphasizing there can't be a drop off. Those are the things that he's going to say. Somebody else got to step up. He's probably going to say something to to it about that social media post. This is a oh. badge stat game. Like, those things that's get so checked. not to it. I thought somebody possessed to it with that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not even him. Like, I was sure it was a fake account. You know what I told my sons uh, after that? It was my, it was my baby boy, Miles, my eight-year-old. I told him, I said, Miles, I was like, if you're ever in a competition and you're not playing, you don't have the right to say anything. I was like, because you put your teammates in harm's way, when you speak out on their behalf, when you're not uh, when you're not contributing, yeah, you're not like in the house. He's a, no, I, I just I, I don't know what got group. into him. But he's he's so this is a really smart guy. It was like I, I'm sure somebody just like logged into his account and took it over or something. It was really really strange. I got it, but it, to go back to that room is dark uh, as it should be, guys. It's not like all right, we got to go. It's like no, nah, I got time. We're going to sit here and we're going to go through this play. Guys won't have to give answers, but he's going to show uh, this is him with the money. This is on this play right here. He's not looking for an answer. He's just looking for accountability moving forward. Last thing I got for you today, um, you know, Bud Dupree goes down, torn ACL, lost for the season. I know you love Bud. I know you do. I do. (laughs) Uh, You know that. I've been very – It's really hard to not love Bud Dupree. Okay, this is this is the yeah. that one of the happiest people 
mm-hmm. you will ever encounter in your life. Even though he can, he's he's a mean sob on the field, which actually he is. Oh no you, doubt, and he can be. He have his moments off the field too, where it's like, okay, but pull it back, you know, just a little bit. But you know, he, from here, it's but genuine. he's a, he's a happy person. Like he's just yeah. he's just, he's a, he's one of those people that you gravitate to, kind of like Ramon Foster. You gravitate to him. Because you, you know you feel that there, there's a there's a there's a comfort level. Bud has yeah. while he flips out on a field or whatever, he also has a real chill to him. Yeah. And at, he's ever since he showed up as a rookie, I just 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 love the guy. I hate to see this happen to him. My mm-hmm. goodness, what a football player he has turned nah. himself into. You know, I'll say this: I'd rather have been his ACL than his Achilles, because when I saw him bend. I was like, oh, his foot went back. It overstretched. Yeah, yeah. I, it I saw Achilles. what you mean, the way the leg was up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, and man, when I saw him hitting the ground, I said, oh, my God. I've been beating on the drum for this guy because I appreciate how he's gotten better as a pro. He's he sought out knowledge from people. He's worked on himself. And you know what? He got away from doing stuff that other people were doing. He was like, I, I'm good at this. I can't do what TJ do, so let me do what I do. That's mauling people, beating them up until they break. And that's what he was doing yesterday. He got home like two or three times without getting a sack yesterday. And I was like, oh, I think he might have logged a half. <laughs> or was I don't know if that went to TJ uh, They took not. one away. It was kind of a technical thing. They, it, he was in. There was a real confusing sack that was – Yeah. He and Cam and TJ were all there, and they had a hard mm-hmm. time assigning it. But, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. But I, I still th- – I say this. This day with medical technology, I think he bounced back re- really well. I think he's uh, light enough but heavy enough. He's trained well. You see him get up, and he walked off. I think this is going to be a quick thing for Bud. You know, some guys tear the ACLs, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't walk. Bud walked off on his own cognizance, and I was just like, okay, he's going to be all right. I still think he cashes in. It'd be beautiful if Pittsburgh can keep them both. But I think uh, with the young boy, was it Highsmith? Alex Highsmith will be, yeah, he'll be he'll be starting Monday against Washington. And if he does, Yeah, if he does well, I think they can transition. And that's a gift and a curse for Pittsburgh fans. Um, but apparently the kid can play. I've seen him play. He's made some plays, and now he's just got to condition himself for the next six plus, or is it five plus? Well, more than anything, it's the sixty plus snaps. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, and, you know, to his credit, the kid played a ton uh, in yeah. college. Small college, different challenges, mm-hmm. different everything. Uh, he reminds he, me. He, re- he reminds me, I don't want to cut you off, but he reminds me body type and with the number of, uh, of Lamar Woodley. Maybe a little bit shorter, but he the stuff that he does is uh, Lamar Woodley-ish, man. Yeah, L- Lamar, had, guy. Lamar, had more, Lamar had more bulk to him. Yeah. Um, and even when he was at his peak. Um, but I can see that. I'm, I'm going to date you further, but I go back further in Steelers history. He reminds me of Chad Brown. Uh, a guy, a guy who was inside, then outside for the Steelers, ended up becoming uh, a Pro Bowl guy, and ended up going to Seattle and having a really good career there too. Yeah, um, they actually kind of even like resemble each other. Um, wow! So there's, there's, they really like him. So yeah. we'll see. My, uh, at the moment, I'm just thinking about Bud. I'm not one of those people I that know. just discards, you know, whatever. I, I, I've. I'm waiting to hit him up. I don't want to do a social media post. I just want to know. I still think he, uh, in this this business of football, I still think he get most of what he wants. The GMs are going to knock him because why? Are you coming off an injury? Why should we? 
But in this world of all that matters is the last check. All that matters is the last check that somebody slides across the table. That's all that matters. Thanks, Bone. Appreciate it. When we come back, just one question. At Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Welcome back. It's time for just one question in this portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics. They've also been designated as super lawyers for over 15 years. That is a rare combination in that industry. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's just one question comes from JB, who says, yeah, this Bud Dupree news is really sad. Do you think the Steelers will bring in Cameron Wake or Clay Matthews for a tryout? JB, there's no chance of the Steelers going to the outside here. And honestly, if I can just like really speak my mind here and not offend you, I'm kind of disappointed at the amount of discussion that's happened here because uh, Alex Highsmith has been set up by the Steelers to be that guy to replace Bud Dupree in 2021 all that's happened here is that the fast forward button's been pushed that's it there's nothing else to it Uh, Mike Tomlin said this yesterday as it relates to Highsmith I'm just as comfortable and confident as I was in Robert Spillane when we called upon him or, or or Kevin Dotson when we called upon him on the other side of the ball um, that's life in this business. And so those guys work behind the scenes every day, very diligently preparing themselves for these opportunities, not only in terms of knowing what to do, but just preparing themselves in terms of conditioning um, for when we ring their bell. And we are ringing Alex Highsmith's bell now, so it'll be exciting to watch him uh, respond to it. But it'll also be exciting to watch his growth because growth is associated with experience. And no doubt in the, in the upcoming weeks, he's going to be gaining a lot of that. Yeah, that's that's not ambiguous. I mean, that's this is the way everything's been staged. Uh, Highsmith was a third-round pick out of Charlotte who they absolutely loved. They valued him 
way above the level of college football that he'd been playing at, and all he's done since then is to justify that, whether it's special teams or the snaps that he's taken at outside linebacker. So, And again, I'm not going to point the finger at you here, JB. I'm, I'm grateful that you sent the question in, and I'm sure it's sent in the right spirit. But I get the sense that an awful lot of the banter and the back and forth about the Steelers going out and getting Clay Matthews, and my goodness, there were even people bringing up James Harrison. Like, I mean, it's just, what? <laughs> you know, what is this? Um, my feeling is that this is people who actually don't follow the team particularly closely to know who Highsmith is and what the Steelers think of him. You can talk about depth signings. You can talk about, uh, you know, somebody who could come in and back up so-and-so, but they got to learn the defense from scratch. You're just not going to see that. This is this is week 12, you know. Ola Denny is here as an outside linebacker. He's the backup. He's the guy that will now be getting more snaps as he rotates through, whether that's for TJ, whether that's for Alex Highsmith. Um they have their guys. It's not an ideal situation. It's not. Anytime you lose a player of that magnitude, as they found out in losing Devin Bush, uh, it's probably not going to be just one player that makes a difference. Robert Spillane is going to match up better against some opponents. Uh, Avery Williamson, who, by the way, got onto the field a good bit more Wednesday against Baltimore is going to be out there against others, maybe depending on whether they're run-heavy or whether they're pass-heavy. Avery Williamson's the more mobile guy. Spillane is the guy that's maybe going to be the more stout tackler. I think you might see variations like that used with Highsmith and Ola. And TJ, of course, plays as much as he can, but he also rotates too. He does not stay on for every snap. He has to maintain his energy at a certain level to be at his peak. And you will see him take himself off. So it's it's Alex Highsmith whose bell is being rung, as you heard Tomlin say just now. That's, that's the way this is going to go. I, I understand that the rest makes for a lot of fun speculation and everything else, but the trade deadline's passed, and whoever happens to be sitting around lifting weights on Instagram is not going to be part of what the Steelers are doing here. There's absolutely no chance whatsoever to answer your question as directly as possible. Thanks so much for listening today and for listening all week. And again, if you're a hockey or baseball fan, check out the Penguins and Pirates daily shots that I'm doing every day as well. Thank you. Thank you.